0: you're listening to me search i'm crystal and my name is dustin we're two friends taking space
1: and making space
0: for other filipinos to share their stories and insights
1: join us as we talk to folks in the community to discover how they became trailblazers business leaders and bosses Hey, Crystal.
0: Hey, Dustin. Hey, everybody.
1: So it's been a full three episodes now. So I think we can consider ourselves a real podcast show.
0: We're a real podcast. (laughs) We're a real podcast, folks.
1: (laughs) How are you feeling, Crystal, since the last one dropped?
0: You know, I've been kind of in my feelings listening back.
1: In your feelings?
0: I've been in my feelings just reflecting back on school things and being an actor You know, I was honestly feeling a little bit bad. You know, as an actor, it's a little bit hard coming out of, like, school and realizing that there is a business side to things. And, you know, I think coming out of grad school, you kind of feel like this weird entitlement that you're supposed to, like, get work right away.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that's with that entitlement comes... After every single degree, <laughs> like the whole point of an education, at least in the U.S., a formal education system is is there so that you can get training or get, get the education that you need to land a job. Yeah. So I think even in my undergrad, I had the same feelings. In my master's degree, I, f- I had the same feelings. I get how you feel.
0: Yeah. So I think I mentioned like, oh, that was like a hard pill to swallow to like realize that I spent so much money going to CalArts, <laughs> um, mm. but I, I've i been reflecting because this is what we do on Mesearch, we reflect. Um, I've been reflecting on why I was feeling bad, but I realized I don't need to feel bad that I went to CalArts. Not everyone has the opportunity to pursue an education in what they love and what they do. Um, and it it's definitely a blessing to get to go to school um, with financial assistance, little to all. But, you know, there are some institutions like CalArts that they don't necessarily provide a lot of financial assistance when you go, when you choose to go. Mm -hmm. And then I started feeling bad because I'm like, I'm an actor and I, you know, I'm still waiting to, you know, get things going and I spent a lot of money. But yeah, there's a moment of like regret. I'm like, no, wait a minute. I don't regret this decision at all. I love CalArts and I know that I had to, you know, take out a loan for school, but that was a decision that I made and happily made and I know there's challenges to loans and whatnot. But I'm happy that I went. I'm grateful that I went. I feel like I got the education that I was looking for when I went to Cal Arts as an actor. Um, so, you know, for anyone out there who has a school, a dream school that they want to go to, and, you know, they're kind of feeling some kind of way about the finances, but they still feel like, you know, they want to go, If that is your journey, then I say yes. If it's not, that's cool too. Um, Everyone has their own path and yeah. I was just in my feelings a little bit last last time.
1: I get it. Yeah. It's hard, especially like now when it's just hard to find a job in general. (laughs) Yeah. I I feel like a lot of people can relate. I I think it is uh, worth saying though that we need to be responsible about how we invest in ourselves and if again if grad school is is your thing make it your thing but also prepare well in advance for the financial responsibility
0: and the emotional so. responsibility and the emotional responsibility <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, do you. If you went to school and you had to pay money for it and if you're going to school and you have to pay for pay money for it, I'm with you. And we'll figure out how to get out of, you know, this debt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that can be that can be a, a whole a whole individual episode. Totally. we we'll need to get somebody on to talk about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, go calarts. I love you, Cal Artians. Shout out to all the CalArtsians out there.
1: Shout out, shout out. And
0: shout out to all the actors out there who are hustling um whatever your background is you know where however you came into acting i'm with you all let's do this get on that grind
1: yeah get on the grind yeah
0: anyway ha- how about you how have you been feeling since we've become a real podcast
1: uh i've been feeling real good you know this whole like the operations of the whole thing is getting a lot easier I'm very grateful for the extra time that quarantine has afforded me to actually do this project with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm really excited about how things are going. I, I checked our analytics. Let me give you some data here.
0: I love me some analytics.
1: We have some listeners in Canada, New Zealand, and Russia.
0: Whoa! As of today. Whoa! Canada! Uh, New, Zealand. New Zealand, Russia. And Russia.
1: Shout outs to Canada, New Zealand, and Russia.
0: Yeah. have no idea who is listening to us in Russia. But what's up?
1: I don't know. It's less than 1%. I can tell you that for sure.
0: Cool. <laughs> I also don't know who'd be listening to us in New Zealand, but that's cool.
1: I have a friend in New Zealand.
0: Oh, you do? Is it your pal? Yeah. Aww.
1: And she's not Filipino, but she's a really good friend. Um, so maybe I should ask her if she listens to this Was podcast. Was that you? <laughs> <laughs> is it, are you the New Zealand person? Are you the 1% in New Zealand?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Canada, I believe that is... Fay from Mike's side of the family. So shout out to Fay. I think she is shout also out to Faye. She's she's starting her own podcast as well. Oh what? Yeah. So um What's it about? I think it is about her her journey as a woman as a Christian woman. So best of luck to you Fay and your endeavors in this podcast that you are starting. Let us know what's going on.
1: Yeah. While we're doing shout outs, I have a few more shout outs that I want to give.
0: Absolutely. I love shout outs.
1: Shout outs to Pop and Locks Podcast because they gave us a shout out in their last episode. Hey. So, Alexa and Kirsten, hey.
0: Hey. Thank you. (laughs)
1: Listen to Pop and Locks Podcast. They are a great show that uh, is just full of humor and light, and they talk about thirsts.
0: I was just going to say, Thirst. And <laughs> popular
1: culture. <laughs> They're a good, good group of folks. And we also uh, have an interview lined up with Alexa and her cousin coming up uh, about Boho celebrations. So that's something to look forward to.
0: Stay tuned, y'all.
1: Yeah, stay tuned. One more shout out. Yes. I want to shout out to Brian Dublin. He's a musician. He's really good. Woohoo! Brian is a dear friend who is also a philam musician, so you should check him out. But I've been watching his reaction videos to BL series. <laughs> Do you know what BL series are? No, Crystal. Mm-mm. It's it's BL stands for boy love, mm-hmm. but it's um, but basically it is, <laughs> it's a genre of like romantic drama slash comedy television shows that centers around two male leads. Mm-hmm. There are a handful from the Philippines right now that are doing really well on YouTube. Oh. Um, and he has a reaction channel and I've been watching those and they're very entertaining. And Patty got me into some of uh, our friend Patty, shout outs to Patty. Shout
0: out to Patty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, so many shout outs to I know. Shout out to Patty because he recommended some really good shows. Hell of Strangers a really good one. Been watching that one. Anyway. I
0: need a, I need to get <laughs> it I need to get into it. Patrick's been like, Have you watched it yet? I'm like, I have not. And I apologize. <laughs> I will get to it. Okay. I promise. It's okay. It's okay. I want to engage in the group chat with y'all, but I'm like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> but I will. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, did you did you watch episode blah, blah, blah of my day? <laughs> like, Crystal's like, I don't know what that means.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I want to. I want to know what it means. It's okay.
1: It's okay. Okay, I'll hold you to that. I'll, I'll check. I'll check in <laughs> with you at the next podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sit tight. I'll be
0: there. Okay.
1: Other than watching BL shows and um, watching reactions, which is probably just as good as the actual BL shows, <laughs> um, I've been doing a lot of walking. We have a walking challenge at work, so that's how I'm spending a lot of my extra time that I'm not sitting in front of my computer, doing work and podcast stuff. Good for you, boo. Thanks. Are you doing any exercise during quarantine?
0: I'm exercising my...
1: (laughs) You can say no, it's fine. (laughs) I was going to (laughs)
0: say... I'm exercising my my food journeys, my journeying into food okay no um, but no you're I,
1: lifting you're lifting that spoon into your mouth.
0: I am lifting <laughs> those tacos from tacos 1986 y'all because if you had if you had not if you have not had tacos 1986, please go and do yourself a favor. And get some tacos. Me and Mike ordered Tacos 1986 three times this week because they're just so good. (laughs) You know, I'm trying to offset all the crazy things I've been eating. So uh, on YouTube, there is this channel called The Body Project, which I love because they don't make you feel bad about wherever you are in your fitness journey. Mm -hmm. So like you can be out of practice like myself. Like I don't exercise nearly as much as we used to when we were when we were spring chickens (laughs) Um.
1: yeah we used to go to the gym a lot
0: we used to go to the gym a lot but is spring chickens uh a bad term i don't think so okay um i've only
1: heard one other person use that phrase though so maybe i should google it okay spring chicken recipe easy I'm just kidding <laughs> uh, it just means young person okay
0: um but the body project they oh what is they saying they they say um, i don't know i forgot what it is but it's pretty much lux- luxuriate in your like in whatever and however you are right now because you are using your body and you're you're doing wonderful things wherever you are whatever pace you want to go at like if you just need to like step it out for a second if we're doing you know um these low impact burpees which aren't really burpees you can totally do a burpee if you want if you're part of that journey right now um but yeah check out the body project on youtube if you just need, like, a very positive, uplifting, body-positive workout.
1: I'm here for it. I'll have to check that out.
0: Yeah!
1: Speaking of exercise and, and health and wellness, mm-hmm. in this episode, we are chatting with Manny Garcia, and he's a really good friend of ours from way back when the three of us were starting out as musicians in the early 2000s. Wow. That was a... Uh, Sometime. Some time ago. Um, but today he still has a magical golden voice. Sure does. Uh, but now he is making a splash in the health and wellness scene as a prominent yoga instructor and movement therapist. And alongside other yoga instructors in the Chicago area, Manny just launched the Collective Yoga Co-op.
0: Um, so the Collective Yoga Co-op supports the community by providing weekly virtual classes and hosts accessible pop-up yoga classes throughout Chicago. And you'll hear about how the Collective Yoga Co-op strives to center LGBTQ plus voices and voices of color in these spaces.
1: Let's get into it. Yay. Yeah. All right. I love this ambiance of this mason jar drink that you've got there, Manny. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I can hear the ice jingle. Oh,
2: sorry. <laughs> it's it
1: <gets laughs> away
0: <laughs> from the microphone.
1: It's totally fine. It like adds to like, wow, we're in a coffee shop. We're not in the middle of a pandemic right now. <laughs> it's
0: very cozy.
1: Um, good. Yeah. Let me this and put this far is that a reusable straw? Like I a metal straw? I was just going to say that. It is, yeah. That's good, I have a single metal straw and I'm like, oh, as soon as I lose the brush to clean the inside of the straw, it's over, folks. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> that
0: is very important, the brush. <laughs>
1: yeah, Because mm-hmm. otherwise-
0: There's gunk.
1: Ew. <laughs> <laughs> if you rinse it immediately, perhaps it's not such a problem. I don't know. But
0: if you leave it.
1: But if you leave it and you just, you know, let it what's the word? Incubate. <laughs> oh god, I knew it was gonna be a gross word. <laughs> I was like, I was gonna say something like fester or like something
0: gross.
1: <laughs> okay. Let's get into it. Oh woo woo. So, welcome Manny Garcia. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's been many, many moons since we actually had an opportunity to talk synchronously. I feel like it's been years. It's very like refreshing to reconnect with you. Yeah, yeah it has been years. I'm super excited to
2: to hang out with you virtually.
1: Yeah.
0: So, Manny, you are most talented. We know that you wear many, many hats. Um, we got to know you first as as a musician, and what a joy that was. Today, we want to talk to you about your work in health and wellness. I know you're currently teaching yoga, and soon you'll be launching the Collective Yoga Co-op, which we'll talk about later today. But how long have you been teaching yoga, and how did you get started?
2: I have been teaching for about four and a half, almost five years now. Um, I took my very first class on a bucket list challenge. I'm a very, um, I love lists. So on my golden birthday on April 27, when I turned 27, like so I don't even want to know how many years ago, um, <laughs> I decided to create 27 things that I, I wanted to do before turning 27. And taking yoga class was uh, on there. And I thought it was really cool. So I practiced on and off um, for a year or two. And uh, I eventually had a pretty big health scare. I had um, an infection growing in my chest that grew there for about a year. And the uh, treatment kind of took me out of commission for six months. And the first thing that I was cleared to do um, physically was yoga. So I was like, all right, I'll go back to my mat and See how how it feels, and I get to take it at my own pace, and there's no pressure in lifting weights or running a certain distance, and you just do what you can do. And by meeting myself in the state that I was in and the moment that I uh, was in the space on my mat, uh, I was able to find health and wellness again. So I decided it was something that I wanted to pursue more deeply
1: and teach. That's beautiful. Thanks. I'm glad that you're you're healthy now.
0: Yeah. Thanks,
1: me too. And I think there's a common misconception that yoga is pretty chill mm. and like easy.
0: <laughs>
1: but I've tried yoga and it's freaking yeah, hard. Yeah. It is hard. Yeah. So props to you. Thank you.
0: For anyone who's into yoga or wanting to get into yoga. Um, and interested in taking classes with you, what type of yoga do you teach?
2: I personally, um, my background, I was trained in vinyasa, um, but I have taken many different uh, yoga classes and I borrow from a lot of different places. Um, So I would say that the way that I teach is just Generally, yoga with a vinyasa background. Vinyasa just means more flowy, like more movement rather than the static holds. Uh, But I uh, also come from a background of um, movement therapy. So uh, it's like physical therapy, but a little bit more holistic. Um, Like we look at the whole body rather than just a singular body part. Like if somebody has, for example, knee pain, it's often not the knee, it's often like the foot or the hip. So having that understanding of the whole body uh, translates to my teaching. So I always prioritize that students understand the concepts and the muscles and what's going on in the body before I take them into something a little more complex like a flow. So uh, all levels and all experiences, whether um, super been doing yoga for 10 years or are just starting, uh, I love teaching and I try to keep my classes accessible for, for everybody. Cause I prioritize that understanding before the big, beautiful flowy movements.
1: So talk to us about the moment you realized you wanted to launch the collective yoga co-op and how did being Filipino kind of affect that moment? Um, The Collective Yoga Co-op has been a long time coming for
2: me and um, has kind of taken different forms, different iterations throughout my yoga career. Um, I started teaching yoga. uh, I was teaching at a corporate chain yoga that's all across the country. And uh, I eventually started doing that full time. I was at six different studios and I was teaching 12 to 15 classes a week. I was a running teacher training season after season, back to back, and I was burning the F out. It was Mm. a lot of work um, with very, very little pay. I thought that once I went full time with the company that I would um, be able to to make a living off of it. And uh, I was still averaging around $15 an hour working full time, um, unable to pay rent. So I had to keep working at other places. It eventually just grew really really frustrating and I got more opportunities coming my way as a teacher. So I taught at different locations and I was invited to open up a new studio um, in downtown Chicago and I stayed there for about a year. Uh, And in that time I was having conversations with other teachers and, um, and with students and realizing that the yoga studio is a primarily white cis space Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of barriers for a lot of people if you just even talk about the costs, so many people cannot afford 30 dollars to take one class uh so there's that economic barrier and with that Mm -hmm. economic barrier that becomes a huge barrier for people of color and uh in addition to that you have gendered locker rooms a lot of the time and you have People who maybe identify as trans and don't feel comfortable um, moving in the community spaces, and thus don't feel comfortable in the actual studio. So, all of these were problems that I, as a person of color and a queer person, saw uh, along with other instructors of color and other queer instructors. So, we thought, how could we do this better? And Uh, The first iteration of this just started with a couple donation classes uh, and it now has grown into something that three of us came together and want to build. Uh, Myself being a queer Filipino American, um, another instructor who is an immigrant from El Salvador, and another instructor who is also queer. So three of us, all different backgrounds, um, coming together to support communities of color and queer communities in the yoga world.
0: Amazing, yes, absolutely. Go do it, y'all. Uh, thanks. Yes. We kind of touched on this a little bit in the last question, but does being Filipino have any, is, is that a specific experience in the health and wellness space for you?
2: I think, yeah. In health and wellness, you know, it is such a white space it is such a cis space that like even as as the instructor like sometimes i i get just strange comments (laughs) from time to time Mm. like i could barely hear your accent oh gosh no uh, i know (laughs) (sighs) yeah or like my last boyfriend was filipino and it's just like, it just feels so othering. You know? oh, gosh. And I think, especially being, being the instructor, the person who is leading the class, the person who's holding the space mm-hmm. that like the, the white cis students who often say these comments feel comfortable saying that to the person who's leading the space. So like, do you feel comfortable saying that to other people in in your life? So I think that's part of why I wanna take this initiative that like this kind of language and this kind of of way at looking at the world is not okay. And when you put people of color who are Filipino, who are immigrants, who are black, who are queer, who uh, come from these othered communities, and you put us all together in one space so that we can take charge of that community and lead it, then this kind of language, this kind of acting towards other people becomes collectively not okay. So we can all stand together in one voice and say what is okay in our space and what's not, what we won't tolerate.
0: Yes, take your power.
2: Take
1: it.
0: Yes, take it. <laughs> take <laughs> it.
1: Take the power. Yes. Take take the power. Take it all. Take the power. It up.
0: <laughs> that is incredible. Like what an incredible initiative and movement you're creating in Chicago. Mm, yes.
2: Thank you. Thanks.
0: What a community you're creating, and a statement. <laughs> and a statement. So yeah, we're gonna take. A quick little break, but we'll be back with Manny Garcia. Hey, Dustin. Hey, Crystal. How are you doing?
1: I am doing fantastic.
0: And can you tell me why you're being, why you're so fantastic right now?
1: Well, it's because I've been listening to this really cool podcast. It's called Me Search. Uh, me Search. Mmm, tell me more. Um, you know, we've, well, <laughs> not, not much to tell you since you've been there, but...
0: <laughs> You're listening to Mesearch, a podcast featuring phil on Perspectives. Let us know what you think. Rate us and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Catch new episodes on the first and third Wednesday each month. <laughs> well, I'll have to catch it. Meaning... I'll listen to our
1: own episodes. So 2020 was, as we know, a total...
0: A poop show. (laughs)
1: 2020 was not good for business owners for obvious reasons. We've got this global pandemic that we're trying to navigate through. What were some of the biggest challenges of doing what you do during this pandemic? I mean, I could talk about that for an hour. (laughs) So (laughs) much.
2: Um, Yeah. The pandemic hit and obviously everything had to close. Um, I, at the time was full-time at the studio that I helped open in downtown Chicago. And Uh, I think because of that pandemic, I decided to go in a different direction and I was jobless. (laughs) I had no income other than um, immediately setting up a Patreon so that I could continue teaching online classes because nothing could happen in person. And then the second that outdoor classes became a thing, I uh, set up outdoor classes at parks, or um, I borrowed a I am currently borrowing a rooftop from a friend and I'm running small group rooftop classes. So it's kind of just being scrappy and resourceful and and figuring out what you can do where within the guidelines of how we're allowed to operate. Um, I initially, and still am um, quite fearful and a little apprehensive of starting something new right now. But I think that fear and apprehension uh, gets kind of pushed aside by the excitement of starting something new right now, because there is such a huge dialogue on uh, racial equity. There's such a huge dialogue on, um, especially within the fitness world right now during the pandemic, on fair wages for teachers. Um, And I think when we've gotten so used to how a certain wheel operates within this realm of the fitness world, that there are corporate structures in place or that there are uh, equity firms who need their return on investment or there um, are just pieces of the puzzle that are so big in such a corporate sense that like, I think in starting this, we're breaking the wheel and we're building our own something that is community focused something that is grassroots and that is not for the profit of equity firms and investors but directly to the instructors and directly to the people so yeah it's super scary but i think we as instructors me for sure and students are tired of how things have been running and are ready for a change So I think that is what keeps me going and pushing through the fear and apprehension.
0: I'm so
1: moved. Wow. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) So can you talk to us a little bit about the differences or the challenges of transitioning from in-person to online? Yeah, for sure. Um, Online has been really
2: cool in a lot of ways. Like I am now able to reconnect to students who have perhaps moved away out of Chicago So um, I have a student in Texas who's taking my class. I have a student in Salt Lake City who's taking my class. Uh, So it it kind of broadens uh, the community in that sense. Um, And I get to reconnect with old faces, which is really cool. Uh, People can flow on their own time, take their class with me whenever they have availability. So I, I personally, how, how I operate is I save everything on demand. So if you miss it live, that's okay. You can go to my Patreon and watch it back later. Uh, so a number of my students do, do that, which is nice. And then, um, so it just provides that like autonomy. For challenges though, so many people right now are kind of over the online stuff. <laughs> there was such a huge like enthusiasm for it in like March and April (laughs) and people are kind of over practicing, uh, to their computer. I think especially with yoga, Mm. the yoga studio is not just a place where you go and practice. There's a social component to it. Mm -hmm. There's a community aspect. So people miss flowing with somebody next to them, or they miss the collective energy of a room breathing together. Um, there's just a different vibe. So, uh, Pros and cons, <laughs> I suppose. Um, but that's why I'm trying to do some more outdoor stuff so that we can flow safely and physically distant. and You still get that um, community vibe.
1: Do you feel like when this pandemic is is over that you'll continue the online product or the online teaching? Yeah,
2: yeah, I think so. I think um, just personally from how I am seeing things evolve in the fitness uh, and wellness industry. Um, yeah, I, d- I don't think it'll be like a flip of a switch. I think um, I think it'll be some time before we have any semblance of what feels like normal. Um, and it will probably be a whole new normal. And I think that there will probably some be some form of virtual that stays. So yeah, I will keep running the virtual stuff.
0: Cool. All right. So this is all very exciting and inspirational. So what's the most exciting thing that's happened to you since you've decided to work for yourself or be your own entity?
1: Ooh I don't know. Um this podcast. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: I think everything is for me right now, everything's a mixture of like exciting but also a little bit stressful because <laughs> i mean i've had to I've, because of the pandemic i i had no income um and i did a- apply for unemployment um but you know their system got so backed up where i was actually uh over two months without any kind of anything so it was like adapt to survive or not um which was like probably the most stressful time of my life but also the most exciting because it brought me to um, where i am right now which is just yesterday launching this co-op which is also stressful and exciting but i choose to focus on the exciting because yesterday with our first class that we held outside we weren't sure how many people were going to show up who even saw our posts or who was talking about it. And we had almost 30 people um, show up to our class outside at a, on a very large field, <laughs> six feet apart from the person next to them, um, which was awesome. And so many people were asking about uh, what the co-op was and how they could get involved and when they can take class with us again. Um, and that is super exciting. So out of all that stress came the excitement. I think. And I'm ready to embrace that now.
1: I want to take you back to that moment that you made the decision I want to pursue this co op and leave working for other people behind. So now, knowing what you know from all of your experience, what might you tell your younger self in that moment? Ooh, deep question, Dustin. We are getting deep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're diving. We are diving. It's a deep dive. It's a deep dive.
2: <laughs> I mean, as, as cliche as the phrase is, uh, listen to your heart, or if you want to take it in a different way, like trust your instincts. Um, yeah, I would tell myself like, know what feels right and what doesn't feel right. That if it feels like it's forced or if it feels like whatever it is, the situation, um, like workplace or like listener in your personal life, um, if it doesn't feel like it's right, then it's probably not right. Like trust, trust your gut um, to know, because I think i've i've made choices to stick with things for maybe a little bit longer than i should have and i i didn't trust and i think now being in the place that i'm in where i am working for myself and i am building something new that this feels really good and this feels right stressful but right.
1: You know what feels good and what feels right? What? This conversation that we're having with you. Absolutely. Aw, I feel (laughs) the same way. (laughs) So is there anything
0: new and exciting that prospective yogis can expect from you in the new year?
2: Yeah. Uh, The co-op, hopefully, when the... Um, pandemic kind of calms down a little bit and we're able to like open up a new like an actual physical space. Mm-hmm. Uh we hope to open up an actual physical space. Yay. And um uh, yeah, yay. So uh until that is able to happen, we'll keep running virtual classes um uh to keep our community going, even though maybe not physical, uh definitely on an online platform.
0: Nice
1: what's the best way that, uh, our listeners can get in touch with you and support you?
2: I'd say Instagram. Um, I'm on it probably too much, but, uh, that is kind of where I announce all of the, uh, things that I'm doing, uh, like classes and workshops and what's happening with the co-op. Uh, I announce my virtual schedule for teaching. I announce the co-ops virtual schedule. So, uh, at manny garcia life is my handle on instagram
0: and send me a message i love to chat follow him everyone send him the dms slide, slide into, into those there. dms i didn't say that like the cool kids do i just said send him one i need to obviously get with it. all right um so our final question for you, Manny. What has put a smile on your face lately?
2: My goodness. Um, besides this lovely podcast and chatting with Ooh. friends who I haven't seen in a very long time. Aww. Um, What has put a smile on my face lately? Gosh. Uh, oh, my God.
1: Why is this question so hard? <laughs> uh, Any hot new memes lately? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding.
2: I'm going to say my dog, uh, Kaya, because she can always put a smile on my face, even in the most stressful of times or the most uh, uncertain of times. She's just got this super dopey face and personality. (laughs) And uh, yeah, she keeps me going.
1: What kind of dog do you have?
2: She's a German Shepherd mix. So she's a, she's a big girl. She thinks she's tiny. She's like 100 pounds and she she steps on your foot and it feels like a human. She's, she's massive. <laughs> <laughs> and she loves to cuddle. She'll like curl up and just plop down on you. And I'm like, you're very heavy, but I will allow this because it's amazing. Oh,
1: <laughs> Manny. Thank you so much for joining
0: us. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. This is so awesome. Thanks for having
1: me. It was so nice to catch up. All right, folks, this was Manny Garcia. Make sure that you follow him on Instagram, support his co-op, and all of the things. Do
0: it! Yay! Yay!
1: That was so nice to reconnect with Manny for this episode. It's been a really long time. Yeah,
0: it was really great talking to him. What's, uh, What's something you took away from this conversation?
1: One of the things that you and I, Crystal, got to talking about extensively after we recorded the interview was that, you know, we know very, very little about yoga just in general. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of folks are probably in the same boat. So I think it's important just to call out that there's so much history behind the practice of yoga, even in just the US. So I had to do a little bit of reading myself on, you know, what is yoga? Where does it come from? I learned that it's an ancient practice with roots in Eastern India. But there's so much more out there to read, so I'm going to have to go back and uh, make sure I learn a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I feel you. I took, I took a little bit of... Well, yoga was integrated at school, but we, didn't, we never really talked about the actual practice. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, in, in a global society, we, we definitely need to ask ourselves, how do we honor spaces that aren't typically ours? Um, so I would love to have Manny come back sometime to delve deeper into this idea of how we honor practices that aren't traditionally ours. Manny, he's been trained and has learned about many kinds of yoga, which is super awesome. And I think it's important to learn about what you're diving into on on a deeper level.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I think the questions to ask are, you know, who does yoga even belong to? who has access to it, there's a rich history there. But it seems that over time it's been watered down mm-hmm. by society. And somehow it's it's made its way into the mainstream Western world as a popular wellness regimen. And Manny alluded to this. It's typically where you'll find a lot of wealthy cis het white folks. And maybe it's not as inclusive as we initially thought it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's existing research that points to yoga as a valuable method to manage mental and physical health. And Manny and the other folks at Collective Yoga Co-op, they really made an effort to make health and wellness accessible to vulnerable populations. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about health equity and access to yoga? Uh,
0: Well, like Manny said, there are a lot of economic barriers for POCs and some middle to lower class folks. Uh, the environment itself, it can be distressing to the LGBTQ community. And Manny and his cohort are breaking the wheel and making a new one to make this space more inclusive and accessible to everyone, especially... Uh, the B-I-M-P-O-C and LGBTQ plus communities, which I think is awesome.
1: I agree. It's important to have leaders like Manny to kind of re-envision these spaces that are kind of problematic, these systems that are problematic, and to make new spaces Mm -hmm. for folks who historically felt like these health and wellness spaces are not for them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love how he's really centering it I really love how he's centering community in his work, which I think is beautiful. And I hope we continue seeing more of this kind of practice where we put community first. You know, staying healthy shouldn't be dictated by your identity or your socioeconomic status. Everyone should feel in your community like you're part of it. You're part of this community and you should be able to practice yoga if you if you please
1: yeah so it's about that time Mm -hmm. do you have any final thoughts before we say goodbye
0: let's be more like manny
1: (laughs) Manny, (laughs) be more like manny be
0: more like manny manny is such a great example of you know a leader who's who's you know taking charge and and Again, breaking that wheel, just like Francesca. She's breaking the wheel as well. Look at these Filipino-Americans just breaking the freaking wheel, you know? Love.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just
0: he's he identifies his whys. He follows his heart. Manny cares about bringing health and wellness to everyone, especially those who feel marginalized. And with the help of others in the community... They launched this wonderful, beautiful thing, the Collective Yoga Co-op, and they are thriving. So Manny, props to you and your cohort at the Collective Yoga Co-op. We love it. We love Ooh. what you are doing.
1: You do it. You go, Manny. You go, Glen Coco. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to subscribe to Search wherever you listen to podcasts. Find new episodes on the first and third Wednesday every month. Check us out at Mesearchpodcast.com
0: and find us on social media at Search Podcast.
1: Mesearch is produced and hosted by Dustin Domingo and Crystal Tugatti.
0: Editing by Dustin Domingo. Special thanks to our guest, Manny Garcia. Check out Manny's work at MannyGarciaLife.com. And learn more about The Collective Yoga Co-op at TheCollectiveYogaCo-op.com.
1: Shoutouts to all of our friends and family giving this podcast a shot. We'll catch you all at the next episode.
0: We're going to get to the bottom of things. This
1: is Me Search folks. Woo! <laughs> Woo!